this episode is officially fueled by Magnus. What? Magnus, mate, I'm on it. No, you didn't tell me you was drinking. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to quickly go and get something? Because you can't. No. no, no, do not tempt me. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm off the beer at the moment. Right, okay, I'll, I'll drink for you then. This is going to be good. Yeah, I'm on orange cordial with ice. And the cocktail that does, doesn't it? It probably is the cocktail you're lying, aren't you? No, you'll be te- you'll tell by the end of the podcast if I'm dribbling and slurry, <laughs> and you have to re-record it. <laughs> right, so this is Reptile and Chill. This is episode 99. Um, yeah, if you've got this phone, you've been listening from the start. Um, there's no there's no help for you. I'm not gonna lie, Hoss. I'm really excited about tonight. Bet you are. I bet you are. I've got big plans. You don't know about them, but I've got big plans. Oh, dear, oh dear. But before we get onto that, I am also a little bit excited. I am like a kid when the weather forecast, when when the weatherman tells me there's a 1% chance of it snowing somewhere well, in the well, UK. It's, it's not a 1% chance. I'm looking at my iPhone at the moment. It says heavy snow over Birmingham oh, on that's Friday. That's your big problem. That is your big problem because it's on your iPhone. If you look on your iPhone in five minutes, it'll tell you it'll be 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's that inaccurate, mate. Yeah, but I, I have been looking at the Met Office and other bits and pieces, and it oh, sounds... You're getting excited it's, too, aren't it's you? It sounds snow. However, Apple um, weather is saying heavy snow, so we're going to listen to them for the moment. Well... I am in the snow no matter what because it's 100% going to snow up in the Peak Districts and that's where I'm going the weekend. Oh, up in the highland, in the high ground. See now, this is, this is I'm upset with you. Why? Because I said to you, look, I'm off work Friday. Let's go, let's go somewhere. And you were like, oh, the Peak District. And now you're taking your wife and kids on Saturday. You're leaving me. <laughs> like, like, I'm just obviously not good enough anymore for you. I don't think you could hack it. We're going. It's it's extreme, mate. Well, you bring in the the picnic table, <laughs> you know the the full kitchen. You know me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not up for lifting that up all the way up there. If um, well, to be honest though, mate, with that size of your dog Fletcher, um, yeah. you don't need to do much, do you? Yeah, it's uh, she she ba- will pull us up no she, problem. She's basically whatsoever. a horse. Yes. Right, yeah. So before we get into it anymore, um, I've got something to talk about regarding the weather. Um, before okay. we get into that, um, for everyone who has supported this podcast um, for this length of time, or if you are new to the show, and welcome aboard. If you've been here for a while, thank you. If you do want to help support the podcast any further, you can go to our website, which is www.reptileandjewel.com. Look at our hoodies and t-shirts for sale. It is Christmas. It gets a bit hectic this time of year with the orders, um, and they do come out a little bit slower, so please bear with us with that. Um, social media is Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the handle of Reptile and Chill. Boom. Oh, you sounded so professional then, Hoss. I'm, I'm, I'm tired today. I'm not going to lie. You've done naff all all day. It's hard being a cauliflower. All right. Honestly, you went. Oh, it's been hectic today. I was like, what have you done? Well, I've had some furniture, so I've had to sit upstairs all day. Oh my god. I, I, if you could see me now, I'm rubbing my little my my, fing, my forefinger and my thumb together. Do you know what that is? But, um, you're not giving a shit. It's the world's smallest violin no, playing for you, mate. But it, it's, it's the claustrophobicness of me being stuck in a room all day. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. Yep. If you shattered. Why didn't you go out then for a walk? I couldn't. Why? Because the bloke was doing You're lazy. No, because obviously my parents are high risk because of COVID and this stuff. Yeah. And I had to be there to deal with the bloke. Because they uh, couldn't yeah. go. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, it was all right. He was a nice fella. Um, he's uh, kept talking to me about fishing a lot. And I don't like fishing, okay. but... <laughs> yeah. but no, right. I've, got, I've got something else exciting to talk about. Okay, all right. So before we move on to that, mate, we talk about the mm. weather. Mm. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, yes. So much going on here, mate. We had this conversation yesterday. Okay, so lockdown one, mate, it was all about the shorts and sunglasses. Beautiful weather. Yeah, right. keep us all happy because we're all yeah, locked man. down. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or encourage us into the parks to spread yeah. around and kill each other. <laughs> Depends on which way you want to look at it. Yeah. Lockdown two is happening. Coming and, out of lockdown. Yeah. Is it tomorrow or today? Uh, today as we record, today. this is the first day out of it. So we're now yeah. out of it. We're all allowed back out. But they they didn't have the balls big enough to keep us in a proper lockdown. So they're going to freeze us in. So I think it was it was in nineteen eighty no nineteen sixty eight was it when they had that the really bad snow or something before my time house I wouldn't know. Um, and it was like three foot four foot of snow. Twenty twenty, yeah. wake up Friday morning, seven foot of snow. <laughs> do you think that's what? It, do you know what? If that is the case, I am seriously going to start thinking of conspiracy theories. If, that, if that's the case, the weatherman is the most well paid bloke in the entire country. <laughs> Someone's controlling the weather. Mm-hmm. Watch it. You're going to listen to this, guys, on Monday. You're going to be your bollocks are going to be frozen. Um, it's going to be awful. Amazon can't even deliver. It's going to be the the actual lockdown. Um, because <laughs> seven, seven foot snow. Snow down. Yeah. Snow down. It's happening. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, it'd be strange, wouldn't it? It is strange, though, isn't it? How the weather was amazing. Uh, you know, during. Lockdown one coming out of lockdown two, but really they want to keep us in, so they just uh, switch the see, press the see for, switch the button for the snow of, button for the likes of me and you though. So the weather doesn't really bother us that much, you know. We're at you know whether it's it does, snow. you know, mate. I don't know. I I, I quite the grey enjoy... weather bothers me massively, yeah. and I've realised that now since doing photography. You reckon? Is that is that from if a it's... photography perspective, or just you, your yeah, like, mental health? It, but both, I think, mate. I think, obviously, we know it's proven that, you know, lack of sunlight has an effect on you. But I honestly feel better if I get nice lighting. And I think it is to do with photography. Um, usually you've got sort of like low sun, clear skies this time of year. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm buzzing if I can go out. Um, but lately, the, the only time I seem to be getting, you know, a couple of hours free where I can go out with a camera it seems to be sort of like really foggy, misty, rainy, no decent light. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it depends where you look at it. So, for me in the summer, like, you know, shorts on, shades on, wicked. Get out there, go everywhere. It was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But then you come into the winter months and it gets cold, it gets wet, it gets, you know, icy. I enjoy that just as much. Oh, I love it. I, I do love, like, if it's frosty... And it's or snowy. I, I love that again. It's yeah. that in between. I hate. But but I think I think from a, a photography perspective, I was watching a YouTube video the other day, and there was a bloke who was um guys somewhere on the White Welsh coast somewhere, mm-hmm. um and it was it was bleak man. There was no light. It was just mist. Everything was grey. 
but there was certain things that he could still pick out. So he used to put himself in those situations to challenge himself. Yeah. Um, because you you wasn't able to go out and do his normal routine, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And he's getting some absolutely incredible shots, but it really made him think. Um, so oh, if you can capture it, if you can capture capture sort of like a misty, um, you know, a fog. Oh gosh, oh, sorry about that. Um, I'm glad you did that because I was holding one back. <laughs> um, you know, if you can capture that sort of like misty, moody look, I think they look really effective. Um, but I like it. I like taking photos of animals. So, well, walruses look good in the dark. Yeah, but we're not allowed to meet at the moment, mate. And uh... <laughs> straight in. Um, but. Talking about photography, it's going to lead me on to the thing I'm really, really excited about, and I'm genuinely excited about this. Um, I'm a member of a club, and on this club, we've got a couple of grounds, and one of the grounds is in the middle of nowhere, and there's some land that we don't use. Okay, I'm not liking the sound of this already. You're, yeah. you're part of a club. It's a cricket club. Right, yeah, yeah okay. Let, let's, let's ignore that for a second. You're yeah. part of a club. In the middle of nowhere. No, no. One of our grounds is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and and there's, there's some unused using. on the side of mm. the pitch. There's a load of unused land. I would say it's quite, it's quite, it's probably an acre. You know, when you Three. visit there, do you have to wear a long coat? Uh, sometimes. Hmm. And like cover your face up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not one of them places, Huss, like, you know, that you go to, these frogging places. <laughs> can, can I just say that's frogging, not dogging? You said it correctly. <laughs> yes. Um, but on a serious note, um, I've had permission now on this land to turn it into sort of like a little nature area. So myself and uh, good old Luke um, went down uh, last week. And literally, we found some old telegraph poles with loads of moss on uh, that were cut up into sort of like four-foot sections. So we've dug them in, posted them in. Um, we've put in some bird feeders. Um, we're going to put some bat boxes, bird boxes, owl boxes up. We're going to build um, a little bug hotel there. Uh, we're going to put some wild bird seed around in the spring to encourage the wildflowers which then encourages the butterflies and the moths etc etc so not only are we sort of like creating a fantastic little place for photography but we're also doing our bit for wildlife and nature hmm, that's like it so i take it that's the place where we flew the uh the big bird that I don't like. <laughs> oh, she didn't take a liking to you, did she, Hoss? No, she didn't. Well, <laughs> to be honest, birds don't tend to take a liking to me anyway. Well, um, as we'll probably find out on tonight's show. It's all the rehit and all you keep on giving them, mate. It has a negative effect. I don't, I don't charge them for it. <laughs> I, buy, I buy that at the kindest of my own heart to give it them. She's such a gentleman. Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> You're like a modern version of uh, of a caveman, where a caveman had hit them with a club and drag them to the bedroom with a hair. That's, you that's... just sleep and rehit all and. <laughs> yeah, but the, the whole club in action is frowned upon. It's not good for their welfare, mate. Yeah. 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 Right. Anyway, before I get myself in any trouble, so yeah. So what's the idea with this? Are you going to like build like um, a bit of a 
a bird watching platform yeah but well yeah like a hide in there um on the stumps of we've put sort of like i had a quail in the fridge in the freezer um a couple of rats so I've, I've, t- I've tied them down trying to encourage i know there's buzzards there i would say i take the dog down there quite often um and i see buzzards down there all the time went down this morning for a couple of hours and a sparrow hawk come crashing through. <laughs> I don't know if it got anything. Unfortunately, I've got a little pop-up hide. That was at the side of this um, sort of like bush tree, bush slash tree, bit of both. Um, and it crashed through. I don't know if it got anything, but it was landed sort of like next to me. And then I was trying to sort of like turn my camera slowly, but I couldn't get it round enough. So I didn't see or get any shots off, but really encouraging, you know, uh, so the one thing that I'm struggling to get, well, at the moment, um, is a sparrow, a nice sparrow hawk shot. So, yeah. So apart from that, though, you know, it's just going to be nice to do with the kids. Take them down. You know, they they can build. You know, get some pallets and start to fill them um, with all different stuff to create a bug hotel. You know what my two are like. They're, they they love nature and, and wildlife, and yeah, this is a really, really good way of getting them involved. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, what we're going through as well, when we're, we are, you know, restrictions start being lifted, we're able to see each other. It's a good thing to get people part of a community as well. You know, mm-hmm. there's already a, a good community sense down there being part of a cricket club. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know. I just, it's, it's I all... just hope, I just hope a little some you know what kids can be like you know teenagers i hope the goat don't go down there and 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 ruin it it is in the middle of nowhere but but it's still so if the club gives me a pack of bacon every single day i'll I'll just sleep in my tent there it's fine What's a, pack? it's a deal i'll, I'll supply what, you with a pack of bacon, what's a pack of bacon? it could be decent bacon mate none of this cheap shit you know what I mean, I, I want proper Danish. You know what I mean. I'm, 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 Best bacon and bread as well. I need to give some Best bread. bacon. There's a, there's a calf by me and Hoss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you can go there, they, you ask for a breakfast and they ask you if you want best bacon. I don't know anybody who'd say, "Nah, give me the crap stuff." Yeah. Well, it's not when they go to you. It's like you go to a calf and they like, do you want crusty bread? He's like the best shit in the woods. Yeah. Like, like I'm a 20, 20 plus stone bloke. Do I want crusty bread? <laughs> <laughs> right okay. so apparently i'm in trouble as well what's all this about mate uh, you just before the show you we was talking with our guest and you was on about hacking cameras and uh i, I was gonna say something and i thought i'll hold it back for the podcast but you are a bit of a hacker i, kn- I know you are and i've, I've caught you in the past other than that like when you were sort of like trying to show me how to use my MacBook and, and getting it all set up, you sneakily watched me put my passwords in. <laughs> I can okay. see it's your eyes thing. in the corner going, okay. oh, You know I'm how gonna... you're not supposed to do certain things? Like, so if a woman's standing next to you with a cleavage out, you can't help yeah. but look, right? You don't yeah. want to look. You want to be respectful. You have to look. Your mate's putting his password in for his emails. If you had access to that email address, the amount of banter that could come from that, I know I shouldn't look. <laughs> I know I'm not allowed, <laughs> but it's just oh, I've got to do it. Mate. That's not just once. I caught you about four times. And, and, and <laughs> I know the first four characters of your password now. They're getting it's there. Changed. It's changed now. Somebody's hacked my Netflix account, so I've changed. And that it. Made me. I've got my own. Man. It was, yeah. Definitely. Anyway, um, we've we've talked a load of nonsense. There is something really important I want to talk about, and then we'll invite our lovely guest on. Um, oh, I'm excited. Are you going uh, to behave yourself? 
mate, do I ever behave myself? No, 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 but seriously, like that. This, 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 this guest, like, I'm, I'm gonna say sorry now. Us, I'm a little bit in love. Can you not do the deep breathing down the microphone? <laughs> That's very sounds horrendous. I'm, I'm glad you're not drinking. Yes, I don't need to drink, mate. You know that. Um, right, enough of the prattling about. Something really, really serious. And uh, I saw it through. It's Nicola... It's, I think it's pronounced Casipio. Ollie's uh, better half um, from Reptile Korea UK. Um, she put a post up the other day and... There's been a tr- an absolute terrible fire at Dutch Dragon Import. Right, okay, yeah, I heard about And this. it looks, I mean, the photos look horrendous. It's, you know what? It, it's not a nice thing to happen to, to anyone, um, mm. whether you keep animals or not, especially when you yeah. do keep animals. But yeah. the nature of the business that he's, he's in as well, a lot of those animals probably weren't his animals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm aware that he does a lot of import and exporting. Um, all around the world as well. So, uh, mate, yeah, his, his whole, mean, uh, whole livelihood's literally just gone up. Animals and oh, it's just... absolutely heartbreaking. Um, uh, so, I, I wanted to give that a mention. You know, we're, we're absolutely thinking of them um, and and hope you know they can they can rebuild their business. Uh, Reptile and Chill have, have have donated to their Just Giving page that that Nick. Uh, set up so if you do want to help contribute um, it's justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash let's help DDI yeah man definitely yeah definitely and I've had personal dealings with them myself as well and they're a really good company Um, and it's it's just 2020 and he should literally just jump in the fucking say Danny you can't sue me for using that I'm sorry yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely t- tragic news that is, and uh, we've seen it a few times, haven't we? Whether it's been zoos, conservation centres, or or people with their per- big personal yeah, collections, yeah, um, any any even if it's a small collection, you know, it's absolutely heartbreaking and soul destroying. Not, not too long ago, we discussed it on the podcast. Dan- Danny was lucky. Yeah, um, Danny had eight cable go, didn't he? He was very very lucky. He did, yeah. Um, you know, it's happened to numerous amounts of people. It makes me nervous, it really does. And it'd be interesting to know what happened at Dutch Dragons. Um, yeah, I don't know how it was caused, if I'm if I'm totally honest with you. I, everyone assumes uh, electrical fire because, obviously, the amount of electrics that you have when you have multiple tank setups. Um, but, you know, we don't know. We, do, we don't know. We've, we've heard in the past where people have done it with ar- it's been arson and, and people have purposely gone in and, and set fire, usually jealous people or, or activists or, or, or whatever, you know. Um, but... Uh, Either way, it's uh, it's it's super horrible. It's not good. No one needs that, but no one needs that during this, these times as well. There's enough going on. And yeah. I really do think, you know, thinking about you, mate. Right, so before we get this week's guest on, um, I think we should just put a bit of a disclaimer that some of the topics that we're going to be talking about may be a little bit distressful. Um, we're going to be talking about mental health, body dysmorphia, amongst other things as well. So just, just a heads up, um, because obviously... You know, some people may find that uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Do you want to uh, 
giggle and introduce the guest a little bit. Oh, absolutely. So, just for the listeners, just so the listeners are fully aware, um, I got in touch with our guest uh, last week. Um, uh, uh, something that drew my attention uh, to her Facebook page was uh, it came up that she'd been a support worker for CAMHS, uh, which is C A M H S, and um, April can tell us all about that. Um, I, I hope I've pronounced that right. Probably not. Um, we got talking. Um, she sent me, started sending me um, indecent photos um, of herself, and um, I'm literally 22 and a half minutes into having the most amazing conversation, I couldn't help myself, and I, I, I proposed to her. Well, and uh, and so this is the shit I have to deal with, man. You well, can't, you can't be trusted. There was a reason why I used to book the guests, and then for a little bit we allowed you to do it, and you've gone and done this now, mate. <laughs> Do you know what though? I mean, I've got to explain something to us. To obviously, I've got to tell my other wife about what's going on. But 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 I'm a, I'm a little bit worried because I did see a post on a page talking about tonight's uh, podcast, and there was something a little bit worrying, saying that she's going to have to gently, you know, let me down. And uh, I'm not going to lie, her. So I probably cried for three hours nonstop. And I saw that. So that's why he wasn't answering your phone. <laughs> mm. So all of that bit was true, apart from uh, <laughs> me crying my eyes So whilst, okay. whilst you keep babbling, is the guest in the background? I am. <laughs> uh, here she is, look. So tonight we have got the very, very lovely, the very beautiful, oh. inside and out, the... Uh, April, is it? Do you want me to do? Do you want me to do the next thing? <laughs> Compound. Oh, well, well, absolutely, yes, it is. Compound. Compound, but, but I mean, I... it will soon be Phelps, so you know, it's not a problem. <laughs> but will it? <laughs> <laughs> this is something we've got to discuss. <laughs> Obviously, I'm only joking. You'd never <laughs> fall for a big fat bloke with a big ginger beard like me. Well, oh, well you've kind of just described my boyfriend. So oh, there you go. <laughs> so, so you have got fantastic taste. Oh. My, my, my boyfriend says I like big ginger blokes. So you're lucky there. So you know, you know why Sam likes big ginger blokes? Why? Because all the other women know that they've been bullied throughout their entire life. And they just want to be loved, and it's an easy ride, mate. You know what I mean? You, it's like a, what you call it? It's um... not an easy ride. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just want to be loved. Well, I'm ginger now, too, and I've opted to be ginger. It's all the rage these not days. Real. It, 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 it is. Up, you can't opt to be ginger. It is absolutely the rage. My son, I've got to be quiet now, my son. He's more blondie brown, but he's absolute adamant he's ginger. <laughs> and he says, all my mates say I'm ginger at school, you know. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll go along Let with it, but he's ginger. not. <laughs> <laughs> when I was at school, it was the last thing you wanted to be, it was ginger. You used to get picked on and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> How things have changed. Anyway, April, welcome to the show. Thank I don't, you. I don't, I don't think I want to be part of Reptile and Show anymore. I, I'm, I feel really left out now. You're ginger. <laughs> You know, April's ginger. Uh, um, I feel really left out here. 
Oh, what have you got to work with? Have you got beard? You've got beard, haven't you? What colour's the beard? Beard's a bit of a blondy, brown, dirty thing. <laughs> that went better in rehearsal, didn't it? <laughs> Ooh, banter. Um, is Mike? Is Mike there? Where's Mike gone? Oh my word! Oh, welcome Mate. back. Welcome back. Mate, I think Sam heard me proposing to someone else. She come flying in. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, she she wants the computer. You're going to laugh for this class. She wants the computer, obviously, to look for Christmas presents for the kids, right? And I unplugged the wrong computer to give to her. Oh, I actually yeah. unplugged the computer <laughs> I'm on to you guys. Oh, idiot. <laughs> idiot. Right, guys, let's get into the um, the reason the for this podcast. So, obviously, we know your name's April. We know you're Ginger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we've seen various photos of you on Instagram. Um, so, mm-hmm. do you want to get into the basis of how you got into reptiles and that kind of stuff first? And then we can get into the interesting and nitty-gritty then. Okay, so um, my interest in reptiles began when I was a kid and we had like a family friend who had quite a collection and I would always sort of wander into his reptile room and he was always happy to show me um, his animals and then... I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I know, I was thinking this along... You know what, why is it, you know when people say stuff like that, everybody automatically thinks the wrong thing. Yes, I know, and I was thinking, I can't say his snakes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He used to let me play with his snakes in his room. (laughs) I bet he's very happy for you, you know. For that, I'm not even going there. Carry on. (laughs) So that's where it all began. But then it wasn't until I, um, because other than them, uh, and then we moved away from where they um, live. And um, yeah, so it wasn't until adulthood that um, I went to a a V-Dub show and there was, my first boa was there as part of like a, you know, you know, a show, um, Sort of uh, an encounter, an encountering thing, you know what they call it. Okay, yeah, like a reptile. In, was it a reptile or animal encounter? Yes. Yeah, and and that was at a feed yeah, like uh, at, show. Yeah, that was a local one to me, Dobbs at the Hall, and um, so she was there, and I really fell in love with her, and I was talking to um, the guy, and he said, "Well, actually, she's for sale," and I was like, "Oh, you know, as I do on a whim, complete impulse, I'll have her," <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was one of my best impulse decisions I've ever made. Um, right. So that was about six years ago, but I've never known until recently. Um, I've never known any other reptile keepers. Um, I was completely unaware of the whole community, um, the hobby side of thing. I just love the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, wow. I got her, and I've, I'm, I'm up to sixteen snakes and a gecko now. Um, but they're all my pets. You know, they're all family. They're all yeah. names, um, personalities. They taken over my house, and yeah, that's I love that's them. that's really nice to hear. I mean, you you hear lots of people impulse buying. Um, yeah. and then probably moving on to something else, getting rid of that. But <clears throat> yeah, really no, nice never, to hear that you know you're no, keeping I've it never, as a pet. 
Oh, absolutely. They come here and they stay here. So I take on a lot of rescues and rehomes now okay. as well. Well, actually, all of my snakes bar um, a couple of hatchlings because I did have a clutch of eggs this year. Um, so all of my snakes are rescues and rehomes and they come to me and they stay with me. So, yeah, I've never rehomed. Hence why I've got so many. And not so many in comparison to a lot of other people, but um, for a personal collection that's going to be with me for life, you know, it's quite... Yeah, and we stress that, you know, a lot on the show, that a lot of people buy these animals and, <clears throat> you know, don't realise the long, you know, how long long-term is, you know, they're 20, 25, sometimes yeah. 30 years, some of these animals yeah. are, boas especially, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's a, it's a so, big, big commitment. So, what are we keeping then in, I think it's 16 snakes and a gecko, what, what does it consist of? So, I've got, oh, I've got five various boas i've got uh, uh, bci yes yeah. yeah um oh what else what have i got i need to be in the snake room and looking um what have i got so yeah i've got quite a few royals um i have a hog nose um what do i have so my first snake was a dwarf boa she's uh she's a he called rosie um but <laughs> <laughs> she's ah. she's still a she. We're not, um, we're, not yeah. allowed, we're not allowed to assume gender these days, so that's perfectly fine. <laughs> she's she. I support whatever she wants to be. Um, yeah, I feel, so I feel that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Really, Boas, Royals, uh, Hognose, Crystal Gecko. I think. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I'll get down there later, and I'll be I'll be like, well, how did I forget I've you? you. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when did I get this green anaconda? <laughs> so when you when you said obviously you, you was into reptiles as a when you was younger and then yeah. it wasn't until you was older that you you sort of like got back into them again how how yeah. long has that been now how long have you been keeping reptiles for uh, so about about six years ago i got my first snake okay she, yeah yeah so she was my first she was my only snake for a few years it was only in the last few years that it's increased and you mentioned that you sort of like you and, and this is really common unless you sort of like on the groups or you get into social media and meet up with the community yeah. and that um i was very i was very late on to sort of like social media um but I, I was very similar to you you don't know that many people um no. you know although people think we may look different and you could spot us a mile off we are actually normal people um yes but that i mean you know you can walk around birmingham city center and and it'd still be the, yeah, the same you know um what my point my point was you know it it's hard to find people who have that passion with you and that interest uh, and be able to talk, you know, I say it's like a, a openly to them and, and, and have that conversation because the majority of the people you they talk to, they go, oh, you've got reptiles. And it's like that horrible. But I am finding. So, Ugh, snakes, yeah. Yeah. I, I am finding that at work when I get talking to customers and, you know, you, you bring up pets and hobbies and that kind of thing. And I mentioned reptiles. More people seem intrigued these days than they are like, oh my god, you're the devil. Yeah, you know what I mean. They yeah. seem to be more acceptable. I've got, a, I've got a question for you, April. So obviously being newer into the hobby, and you was unaware mm -hmm. of of this the community and the online aspects of it. No, she didn't yeah. know you, Hoss. <laughs> Not that famous. No. <laughs> what, what was your first impression of it all? Uh, 
so it's sort of slowly crept upon me. Right, I've discovered first Facebook groups of other snake keepers, great, and then I realised, oh, there's these these big shows like Doncaster and and all of that, and I was like, wow, and then, and then I realised the more and more I've sort of um, been exposed to these things and like on Facebook, I've seen that there's such. Uh, I've never heard, you know, I never would have referred to it as a hobby before, um, yeah. or. A community. I mean, we don't call us as. Um, sorry, I'm slitting my dog. Um, as you know, cat and dog owners, we don't refer to ourselves as a community. Yeah, or depends um, on the breed. So, um, if you have basset hounds, basset hound keepers all stay together. And so. Really. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, it's weird. So, so Rhodesian. We, I've got a Rhodesian yeah, Ridgeback. So we, and, we used to be part yeah, of a basset quite... hound group. Um, okay, well maybe that was a bad example then. But that's not. No, I mean, no, but... I I have dogs, and I don't I don't sort of consider myself to be part of a yeah. Chihuahua community. Is that what you've got? Chihuahua. <laughs> I have two Chihuahuas. Oh yeah. my gosh! They... They're not. Don't don't prejudge. They're not mm. the kind of yappy little things that they're portrayed no, to be. I just mean they're like <laughs> the bravest dogs I've ever met. Are yours? Are yours like the really really little Chihuahua ones? Like. All chihuahuas are fairly little, not toys, like, not like... You can put them all in a hamster cage, No. I I drove past two, I think, is it toy chihuahuas when they're really teeth? Um, I think they were, they're called teacup chihuahuas, but that's wrong. That's just a way of putting a zero on the end of them, how much you charge for them. I drove past a woman walking two of those yesterday, and my only thought was, why? Yeah. Like, Like, her shoes were bigger than the yeah, dogs. but is that about size? <laughs> is it us? As no, you know. No, but but ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> it's about personality. Yeah, but, okay. um, obviously, and that's why you you're in a happy married relationship. Yes. But chihuahuas get negative press as well because they're always. I mean, I'm always defending them as much as I am my um, my reptiles because people assume they are a certain way. But mm-hmm. it's how it's with with chihuahuas uh, or any dog. It's how you raise them, and if they're put in a handbag and treated like little lap dogs, they will be insecure, yappy yeah. little things. Yeah. Um, mine have been raised with um, my, alongside my children. They're, you know, they're family dogs. They're so good, so well behaved, so loving and affectionate they're really nice little dogs so oh that's yeah. good it's good because uh i was probably going to prejudge a little bit until you cut me down but and you should know better and a snake keeper <laughs> I, I was just going to point out the obvious that it's of it's just blight and boa food but well obviously i don't allow them to be um, yeah. within reach of each other <laughs> I do have a boa that's more than capable of, of eating them yeah if she was given the chance but she's not uh, a, a little story about obviously how she've met Fletch she's a big girl isn't she she's like 46 kilos and she's massive she's petrified of a chihuahua called Prince <laughs> <laughs> and he's a proper chihuahua like you know you'd expect a a chihuahua to react that's called Prince <laughs> and she jumps on the settee and she's absolutely petrified and this chihuahua puts her right in her place Fletch has had a hard life to be honest so uh, I'll be oh, for it Fletch is an amazing dog do you know I've had her for nearly two and a half years now so, just so under two April, and a half years. Do, you, do you know Fletch's uh, backstory? No, I don't. So you know when I said about yeah, I feel you when you was talking about uh, the, the the girl boy that you've got. 
boa constrictor. So on Fletcher's pedigree, champion line pedigree uh, paperwork, she's a boy. Right. (laughs) And her testicles didn't descend, which is quite common in large breeds. So we took her to the vet and they said, yeah, it's quite common. By the time she gets to about six, seven months old, if they haven't dropped, bring her in. Well, bring him in <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll take him out because they're prone to testicular cancer. Obviously, cancer, testicles yeah. drop for a reason. Mm-hmm. And with them not dropping, 95% chance of testicular cancer. So he goes in as Fletch. We get a call <laughs> off the vet saying, um, we've opened him up and it's a woman ovaries. And that's oh. not a penis. It's a giant lady bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, oh. And it's all in proportion now, and she looks like a girl. She's a big girl. There's something definitely genetic there that you know. But yes, he's but... got the uh, the only tie ridge back in in England. <laughs> yeah, the but I mean, tra- were... <laughs> the only transgender. Yeah, there was talk about that because there is dogs out there, and oh my word, the words escape me now. Um, where you've got they've got both. Um, hermaphrodite so there was talk whether it was you know she was hermaphrodite but everything's been tested but she is 100% female wow that's so So, interesting so so basically whoever did the sewing at the end of the job and they put the dog together they need the sack I suppose the thing is though I mean the the breeder she's been breeding for 35 years she's the secretary of the Rhodesia Ridgeback Club of Great Britain she knows her stuff but obviously when they're little tiny pups and they're whelping them they turn them round yeah that's a boy that's a boy I mean she thought she had she thought she had seven boys now when I got in touch with her and I found out there was another woman who I know who had one and she said she was asking me questions has testicles descended yet and I was like no no anyway I told her they got theirs checked that's a boy obviously the breeder had pick of the litter and we got in touch with her and she went i've got something to tell you atley's just had his first season (laughs) so free out the litter were girls oh yeah absolutely bizarre but anyway she's not alone with her extra large lady bits (laughs) (laughs) but she's a fantastic dog we've had her for say over two years now and i've never heard a growl once at anything at anything she's been she has been bit by a chihuahua once actually on the nose um she's been bit i think three times doesn't even react to it not mm. even she just she's such a soppy dog she's lovely dogs are just amazing aren't they We're yeah lucky to have them, aren't yeah we? absolutely so, so let's get into the um nitty gritty dog and chill i'm gonna start being <laughs> sick in a minute with you two talking about your dogs <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hey, we'd look great. We'd look great walking together with a chihuahua and a Rhodesian, <laughs> wouldn't we? Um, you just need a ginger chihuahua before gingers. Yeah, then. Honest, uh, and you, you know it, Mike. If you went for a walk together with your dog, you'd end up carrying Fletcher. <laughs> Why? <laughs> scared of chihuahuas. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So let, let's. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with you, April. Um. So when Mike says we got you on the show. He went, mm-hmm. here's, here's her Instagram, check it out. First no, I didn't. I said, oh, my word. need <laughs> 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 to come on the show, host. <laughs> right, so the first photo I saw, and I'm just going to paint a bit of a picture for people. Um, you're a rather curvaceous woman with everything mm. looking very lovely. Thank um, you. <laughs> and you had a rather large constrictor covering your modesty. 
I did, yeah. Um, and it was a very nice professionally taken photo. And I think there was yeah. more than one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first I thought, right, okay, cool, wicked. Um, what's not, all done, this? not done in a... Uh, no, no, uh, not, not um, in a tacky way. It's done really, really classy. Yeah, yeah, it's very modern. It's very classy. And I was kind of right, okay, Mike, where are you going with this? And Mike then started to explain a bit more about what you do and what you're about. And it really kind of like coincides and aligns with, with how we are and what we talk about a lot with like with mental health and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So do you want to kind of like give us a bit of a rundown as to why um, or how you ended up doing that photography shoot and so that um, yeah so oh, where do I say? so it was you know like like we do through life we've had we have you know bad times good times and um, I'd probably just come through one of my lower times and mm-hmm. um, it was kind of um, you know like phoenix rising from the ashes kind of it was symbolic really um it so i was um asked if i wanted to do this and i loved the idea of doing it with a snake um and or because i also see them as as a support like i felt basically i couldn't have done it without an animal there with me it's it's almost like that the i know other people confide in their animals as a bit of like a support blanket absolutely and the, and the, the imagery in this photo knowing what you've been through and knowing your your, your history this photo you're covering your um private breasts it's only a body part mate not not in, not in the sense of your tats and um, but, but as in you're covering your pr- the private side so the things that you don't yeah. want people to see, and yeah. from, and you're covering it with a snake, which is something you probably use as a support blanket over the years. So I thought it was yeah. quite a cl- bit of clever imagery there. Well, yeah, I, I was sort of at a good place in my life at that point, and I thought after the years of um, you know, like, especially when I was younger, suffering with body dysmorphia, um, I would never have had a photo shoot, let alone a nude shoot, mm-hmm. and um, so it was a huge turning point. Um, in that so actually after that shoot i really um i found enough confidence to go and be a, a dancer so um yeah, yeah i went from one extreme to another and, yeah, and um, do you think it was down to that that shoot that probably then pushed you and give you the confidence to carry on and and sort of like get into things like that april i think yeah that was part of it i mean a lot of it was i was working in mental health and um my shifts were pretty thin on the ground before chris Christmas a couple of years ago and I've got children I needed to be able to pay for Christmas so that was the 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 primary sort of reason that I did I forced myself into that but then it did really help that it really gave me so much confidence doing that shoot and the um, feedback I got from that really made me sort of um, see myself in a different light so that's fantastic. No, that's okay. Um, just just talking about body dysmorphia disorder. Yeah. Um, can you explain a little bit to the listeners who may be not so aware of it? Because not a lot of people are aware of it. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about what it's all about? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I can only talk on... Uh, from my perspective and but with my experience um, mm-hmm. but um, so it started with 
display itself in me when I was about five and um, but at that point it wasn't um, recognised um, or known much about um, even amongst the professionals so they started looking for a physical reason for my odd behaviours um, exploring my pituitary gland um, for hormonal yeah. um, irregularities and things and um, so basically so the way it started to display in itself with me I remember being at a birthday party once and wearing a dress that my mum had put me in mm-hmm. and I felt enormous in this dress I mean right. I wasn't I was a five-year-old girl Is that how old you was so even as young yeah. as five you can start to you know I would have instantly said oh it's probably like teenage years so yeah yeah unfortunately it, it didn't get it wasn't I wasn't diagnosed until I was 19 with yeah. body dysmorphia so um, I had all of these different but alongside the body dysmorphia I had extreme OCD okay. and other things which were highlighted recognized treated but all the time I still had these um, real struggles with my body and um my appearance and to the point where I was then homeschooled because I couldn't bear to leave the house anymore um so I just really deeply hated myself and my appearance and would obsess over it um but it was it's commonly misconstrued as vanity um I would wear a heavy um face of makeup um to the point looking back now I looked ridiculous but that's how I felt comfortable because I would rather have been judged on what I looked like like that than my real self okay so it was about like it's not like so it was like putting a mask on would you say yeah Yeah. exactly yeah okay um but yeah so I hit a, a really low point when I was 16 obviously still undiagnosed and not understanding why I hated myself so much um by this point my OCD had been successfully treated um and yeah I, but I was still deeply deeply unhappy and um yeah. uh, t- attempted to take my own life and ended up in hospital and then was put on medication and was almost put under section um but then i managed to get that down to being an outpatient at the local mental health hospital as long as i agreed to take my medication um can i just just um and correct me if i'm wrong um but pdd it can be uh, about your whole appearance or yeah, you or can just, actually yeah. be sort of like you you can be it would be just like, say, your nose or a part yeah. of your body but that then you're it obsessed will, with. Because it is a disorder, if you corrected the thing you are obsessing over, you would find something else to obsess over. Right. So when you okay. see a lot of people that have had like extreme plastic surgeries and things, it's most likely that they are suffering with some sort of body dysmorphia. Okay, just, yeah. uh, just to explain it, um, just so I'm completely following and so the listeners are, so... You, I don't know, you're, I don't know, whatever size you are in real life. Yeah. Uh, and then you're looking in the mirror. Are you physically seeing that, that same size or are you seeing yourself like, I don't know, 40, 50 pounds heavier or something? It's hard, for, it's hard because I still have an element of body dysmorphia. I've just learned to live with it and accept that, you know, I don't look in the mirror and like what I see still, but I realise now that it's less important than it used to be um, to me. So I don't know if I, I mean, my friends still say to me now, I wish you could see 
what we see and i think you know yeah. nat- naturally you think well you're just saying that aren't you but um no i mean and i can you know i can guarantee you your boyfriend will see you in the mirror and absolutely love what he sees do you know what yeah. i mean and, and it, it's amazing because some people would look at you and think i wished i'd look like her how can she how can how can you feel like that about your body i wish it's, i had a body like that but it's, that's it's crazy the... isn't it? It, it it's not it's it, it, but... it's insane it, and i'm not saying you're you're insane um but it, it's the not, way not... i justify that though sorry is that i don't i only let people see what what i want them to see you know it's also i mean that shoot that that was a, a 13 foot reticulated python you know it covered a lot <laughs> so um <laughs> and it did a good job so yeah i mean people look at that and think wow amazing but i know what what you know what was edited out or um what i really looked like and what i would look like without that snake there so i do you know but then like i say it's just less important to me now yeah do you think do you think that's part of it now you're talking to two um people with a right quite a high uh, bmi um here um okay. you know, me, me, me and my speak for yourself Hoss. i've got body <laughs> like a god <laughs> yeah, if, if god's a you know, made of Toblerone. I, I, I have the opposite of body dysmorphia, I do. See, I so look I, at myself going, oh my God, how good do I look? See, see I, I can totally understand. Um, so sometimes I can, I can look at myself and I can be unhappy and I've gone on these like crazy yeah. diets or trying to lose weight. But then it comes back to it and it's like I'm killing myself and I'm not happy. Um, yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's naturally finding that balance between what makes me happy is it because i'm not unhappy with the way i look or is it because of the lifestyle that i'm leading or there's this 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 is balance that needs to happen yeah and unfortunately yeah. i think the only person who can kind of make that balance is, is, is yourself exactly it has to be uh wholesome you know so i could address what i'm unhappy with but then i would find something else to be unhappy with so it is definitely um it is definitely like a mentality and you do need to be happy in all sorts of different so, ways. So here's, here's another question to so got your personality. So obviously you're, you critique yourself um, in, in that way from an image basis. But say, mm-hmm. for instance, um, me, me and you had a massive dust up and I, I don't know, I called you everything under the sun. <laughs> would would my, um, what, I yes. think, what, what I think about you, would that affect you as well? absolutely mentally not from a physical terribly oh i hate yeah i mean i'm people pleaser um i don't i hate hate to think of people um thinking badly of me um i do pride myself on being a good person and i'd be mortified at the thought of upsetting someone yeah and 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 if somebody ever said anything uh, derogatory about your body in your head, would that just confirm what you was already thinking? And then you just think, oh, they are they're right. I, I I am like this. Yeah, and it would yeah it would really hurt. Yeah, it would, and yeah, it'd be really detrimental. Um, but then I, I, I'm sure I speak on behalf of a lot of people in that way. There's not many people that can brush comments off like that. Um, I, think, I think I think myself talking. Um, I like to think oh, I'm not bothered what people think. And, I wish I was like and, that. And, I always and, say and, that. And you know what? It's like <laughs> I can put up a hard front, but you know what? I do. I do care. Yeah. 
yeah. I, I do care. I can of put it. I can do. put it at the back of my mind, and I can put it. You know, and I don't think about it, and it's not a big deal. But it does crop up, and if I was if I was to allow it, it would eat at me. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's learning. It's learning, like like you said earlier, it's learning how to deal with things and learn how to live with yeah. things. So, part of your process of, you know, to where you were there, to where you are now. What are some of the things, is there any form of therapies or any advice or things that you've gone through to be able to get you where you are now? So I had, um, how many years? So from the age, of, oh, I started um, therapy at age 11. Um, so I was having cognitive behavioural therapy and counselling from the age of 11 until I fell pregnant at 19. So I had a lot of years of um, you know, treatment. Um, I started taking my medication at 16. Um, I'm still on that medication now, which is fine. At the time, yeah. I was completely against it and um, I would have hated the, the idea of anyone finding out, you know, but um, I'm, I, I accept that, that I need that as a crutch. Um, and so is that just a, is that just a, um, it's just an antidepressant. Chemical, uh, so yeah, chemical imbalance and yeah. it just puts that back to normal. So oh, yeah, I can't cope. Yeah. I can't cope without them. Um, yeah. And, and that's fantastic that you, 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 uh, know that and, and, and you're happy with that because there's a lot of stigmatism around about people taking, um, antidepressants or, or medication mm. for, for depression and, and, like you say your brain's got a chemical imbalance and and yeah. all that is doing is putting it back to to normal um exactly, yeah i think it's stems from some of the side effects that you used to be able to they used to get but drugs are getting better and better all the time yeah. um but um yeah, I actually lost my uncle. Um, he had, um, well, I suppose you'd call it by bipolar now. It was called, oh, come on, it was called manic depressive then. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he was very much of that mindset, I don't need tablets, I am not taking tablets. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he dived off a multi-storey car park because he didn't. Oh, and, um, uh, and, you know, it, it's fantastic that you acknowledge that medication is a is a good thing and and, yeah. and, and you need it so uh, yeah for absolutely fantastic that is i've been really lucky with my medication because it's always agreed with me it's been the one i've always been on lots of people unfortunately have to go through a lot of trial and error before they find one that does help um for different um, mental health um, problems there are different sorts of medications with all sorts of different side effects but no i'm really lucky mine suits me and it helps me so yeah i'm happy yeah. to stick with that that's fantastic fantastic news there's something else that we wanted to talk about as well Haas, if you're happy to move forward um yeah go on i'll let you Oh, oh, thanks. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not conscious of time at the moment, so yeah, carry on. God, you and your conscious of time. We're doing, we're, um, we're doing, we're doing well. We're doing well. We are doing well. Um, now, um, the one thing that did catch my eye, and despite what everybody else thinks, that it was the picture, the photograph of you. I was going to say, the one thing or the two things <laughs> did catch your eye? Just, just, just to put this it was straight, an amazing boa. Just, just to put this straight, that, that image is being used to advertise this show, right, this podcast? Uh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're all good no, well, April's going to be okay with that. Hoss, do not put April on the spot. <laughs> can i just say though i did um going back to that shoot um so it, it was a six page spread in the end and you know with these men's mags you're, you're given like a, a a 
sort of bit like a paragraph and i utilize that paragraph to highlight the uh, body dysmorphia so um it wasn't just all about tits and fanny you know it was, no, it, it was... Yeah, absolutely right yeah it, it's um I, I think it was yeah absolutely fantastic what you did and like you say if it's highlighting something that a lot of people don't know about you know because in men uh... as well not just females oh a hundred percent um yeah Freddie Flintoff struggles massively um, with the way he looks. Um, yeah. He did a documentary not too long ago uh, that was absolutely fascinating. And, you know, everybody called him Fat Fred because, you know, oh, he was a little yeah. bit chunky as a, as a kid growing up, but he was absolutely, you know, pinnacle of his career. And, and he still thought, you know, he was big. I mean, if you look at him now, he's slimmer than he's ever been. And he still has issues. It, I mean, he had bulimia. Uh, yeah. And he used to make himself sick. And, and you, you know, you think, you can't believe it. You know, even these people that seem to have everything going for them, you know, it's an illness that will affect anyone. So. I think it's really important to say that, um, you know, most people probably look in the mirror and, not, and don't like something at least. But that doesn't mean that um, it's, I mean, it only becomes a disorder as such when it interrupts with the rest of your life. You, know, you can't live a normal life because of these um, obsessions. Um, so I do urge anyone to, um, you know, seek help or at least uh, try and educate themselves and know that, you know, learn a little bit about body dysmorphia mm -hmm. and why, why they're feeling these things and thinking these things and knowing that they're not alone in this um, if it comes to a point where it's consuming your whole life that's when it's a problem and it needs yeah. you need some support with that just, just yeah. stepping back just a little bit you mentioned that you you've got um you got some lovely children and yeah i going through body dysmorphia and being pregnant, how how was that for you? Because Gosh, you've, yeah, that was that's what I wanted to ask. Oh, and you yeah, no, 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 no I forgot do. to ask. I forgot to ask, and you, I'm glad you brought it up because it, you... it's it's crazy. So I've I've been through that with with uh, my, my my daughter's mother, and she was a different. She thought she she has body dysmorphia um, herself. Oh. Um, yeah, during the pregnancy, that was completely. Yeah. different um i just wondered what your, your take on it was um so actually having my children uh, was the, the biggest turning point in my life and my journey my mental health journey um because i mean initially so i loved my baby bump loved being pregnant um i didn't snap back like some people do mm -hmm. um and but I was so consumed with my baby and actually I, I was suffering a bit of postnatal depression had other worries my worries yeah. went from what I look like to what's going to happen to my baby so um you know I was quite obsessed with keeping my baby safe um so it moved from one thing to another but then I mean they're 11 and 9 now um I'm fine and uh, it's all panned out well I I'm you know i'm a bit of a worrier but i always will be but i in the sense that my body is what it is um i i've got my children i'd much rather have this body and yeah. have my children yeah. than 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 have a good body and not have my children and i know that and um 
but it actually when it became about my children and I having to leave the house having to go you know I couldn't spend four hours because that's how long it would have taken four or five hours just to get out of the house you know hair makeup and then hair makeup again and again until I felt comfortable just to go to the shop um so and then you know your baby's needs come first so I was forced out of my comfort zone in that sense um and the more I did that the easier it became and now I go out god I don't even put a bra on sometimes to go on school run like (laughs) or brush my hair or anything and I just think you you brush your teeth though right yeah sometimes no not in the morning (laughs) see I've got like that's it I'm like completely the opposite now but that's do you think April um that it's helping at the moment and I'm going to say more women than 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 guys but if you look on Instagram now um Mm. women are fighting back a little bit now um you you probably don't know this or or I don't know if you know her but I've got I mean I've known her since she was a little kid and now it's absolutely phenomenal what she's doing now um why are you going oh god self-love leave um yeah so she's a personal friend of of mine she's actually been on the show but she is loud and proud and she is this is my body i want to eat a burger i love that yeah you know she she's and, and and it's absolutely amazing watching her uh her sort of like her instagram fame you know oh, she's got she's like and uh, does she have... she's got hundreds of thousands of followers does she Hundreds have a real, times. you know, that real body, or does she have an Instagram body? Is no, she... no, no, she, no, no, no. She's got a proper body. Yeah. Um. She's she she's 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 quite big, and she 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 says, and that's absolutely fine. I've got a tummy, my arms wobble. I love that. Yeah, um. Love she. That. Uh, I cringe a little bit because I've known her since she was a little girl, and mum <laughs> used to work, I used to work with her mum actually, and um, I'm like, oh god, leaves, put your clothes back on. She's yeah, naked in a river there's, and... there's quite literally videos on instagram on a story where she's getting out of the car naked runs across the you know thing and just jumps into a river <laughs> yeah like, but, like but, a fair play to her fair but she's she's had a you know uh, she'll constantly put up uh, a post about look this was me you know size eight stunning looking all dolled up unhappy this is me now ripped jeans on, you know, belly hanging out a little bit, wobbly arms, yeah. and I am I'm super, super happy. You know, she's she got an amazing chap called James who supports her massively, and mm-hmm. uh, it's fantastic watching them. But, yeah, the, my point was, you know, there's lots of women now kicking back at that, you know, the Instagram look. It's got to look like <sighs> this. Well, if you think back to how I was at five years old before all the social media thing, I can't imagine how much worse things would have been if I had things like that to compare to, if I was comparing myself to what we see on on social media. Um, And I worry for for my children. I don't let them. I mean, I've got an 11-year-old daughter and her friends are all on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I, that's it's a big no-no for me because I know it will only do it will only cause harm, you know. Yeah. It's, and unfortunately, girls are looking at um, what they see on Instagram. So I love that um, you know the advocates for real bodies and um, people showing the you know unedited pictures and yeah. yeah, we need that. We need to be reminded that it's it is all smoke and mirrors and 
we that it's not you know we don't have to feel yeah. less about ourselves because we don't look what like what they do on, yeah, I th- online. I think, I think we're coming into 2000, well, 2021 you know very very soon and we live in a very virtual world a very fake plastic world and there's yeah. not much there's not much normality or human left in our lives really when you think about no, it you know no. and I, I think it is important and i think as, as some i do talk about and I think the first time me and Mike spoke about it, he didn't quite understand where I was coming from. But if you look at our the humans as a, as a species and how we've developed, you know, we've got these massive concrete jungles and our technology is absolutely phenomenal. We have, genetically, we haven't evolved quick enough. And yeah. We, we can't keep uh, up with it. Uh, yeah. Um, the reason I didn't get it, asked is because you can't explain it properly. <laughs> I'm no, I'm, 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 I'm joking. Yeah. And I absolutely we're, use we're your. So I absolutely use nature. this as an analogy now because, yeah, you're, what you're saying is technology has made us speed up quicker than what we should have done biologically. You know, and I think this is what we're we're able to talk to people. So, and you know, he's going to be listening to this, and I'm just going to point it out. You know, you know that that Thai bloke. I'm not even going to say his name. That bloke who we interviewed. You know him. Yeah. 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 Not fingernails, the other one. Yes. Yeah. So the one with the motorbike helmet on his picture. I'm not yeah, saying, yeah, not saying yeah. his name. I'm not saying his name. Oh, come on. Right. Yeah. It's just secret man crush. CG. CG. Call <laughs> CG. Right. He texts me in, in the morning telling me how hot it was in Thailand. And it was like the afternoon yeah. there. Early hours of the morning. It was like minus one hour. Weren't happy, mate. Yet, yet without technology. I wouldn't have to talk to someone in the opposite end yeah. of the world. I, I am more aware with what's happening in Thailand regarding COVID and lockdown and restriction through friends and talking over there than, than most people. You know, I'm able to, to conversate yeah. with them and talk. And he's been showing me all these wonderful herping trips that he's been going on, all these animals and, you know, all these um pictures of all the strip being completely empty of tourists. And it's we can, this massive world that we can share. But unfortunately, yeah. it is our biggest downfall as well. You know, sc- school bullying's bad enough, mm. but school bully- bullying doesn't exist anymore. It's just bullying because they can oh. bring it home now and they can oh, do yeah. Your little one's younger, Hoss, so you wouldn't know. But I've noticed since lockdown and then the kids going back to school, Maya never used to come back. I mean, my daughter's just turned 15 now, and she's oh, she's absolutely good as gold, but she, she's, she never used to talk about sort of like fights at school so much. But since going back after lockdown, it seems constant, like, and it's a, it's a decent school as well, you know, it's, it's, it's in a, quite a nice area, but she could, oh, so-and-so had a fight today, and then a, a few days later, oh, so-and-so's had a fight, and I'm just wondering if this is having an effect, you know, on kids' mental health. And It is, and, absolutely, undoubtedly, it is, yeah. Yeah, and, and is that the cause of why the, 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 there's more fighting at school? Well, they're forgetting how to socialise and how to be with each other in real life because the only contact they've all had with each other has been in the palm of their hands. And yeah. how, how did you meet your boyfriend? Was that of interest? Um... She saw a picture of me and went, he looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> how did I meet my boyfriend? I live in a, in a city where everyone kind of knows everyone and um, he... Well, oh, actually, no, we have a bit of a funny story. So he was on my Facebook because he used to be friends with one of my ex-boyfriends and he'd sort of seen me and 
that's what added me um and then he added me to one of his group chats because i put a status on facebook once wondering if something like um i wonder if a male group chat is anything like a girl's group chat because we're wild in our group chats and um (laughs) and he said i'll tell you what I'll, i'll add you to one of mine so i ended up in this group chat with him and a load of his bloke mates and yeah yeah the rest is history <laughs> and i bet you was going this is tame compared to the girl group it was dull i was the life and soul and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we get all the speak but i know you women are far worse than us guys yeah. well yeah but this is what i wanted to know i wanted to know like do do you guys screenshot things and put them in your group chats nah. like we do nah. no <laughs> No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no. See, what I was say is like my, my generation. You know, you went to bars. You, you spoke easy, to easy. Um, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You pigeon pig messages and all sorts. Uh, but you know, but it was, it was very Morse code. Uh, no, he's, not, he's not that intelligent. Don't put that. On. Um, you know, but you, you, he's very physical. You know, you you, meet, you see the person. The person's in front of you, or it's a friend of a friend, and you have to meet the person. Yeah. Whereas. You know, we've got like obviously Mike would be on Grinder, we've got Tinder and plenty of fish and all these other things and you know, and we're talking to people that you know you don't yeah. know who's on the other end and whatnot and you're so disconnected for such an intimate thing as well. And you yeah. meet this person for the first time and you've been talking to him for the last like, I don't know, two hours or four weeks or six months or whatever and you don't actually know that person. Mm. And it's yeah. that, that in itself, it's like... Mate, that scares the hell yeah, out of me. It is and scary, I, and I've, yeah. I've, I've been in that situation. Obviously, my, my current partner, uh, I met... Um, me, me and Mike were doing a, a talk, um, like a, a meet and greet for um, Snakes in the City. And my, my partner was actually in the crowd, and that's how, how we met. Um, my, uh, my, my 10-year-old at the time, he's 11 now. Uh, no, it was he probably 9 then, 9 or 10. Yeah, 10. was babysitting my daughter. He, he basically did all the hard work for Hoss. Um, he's a bit of a cutie, Billy is, so he did all the hard work. And, and while she was feeling all gooey, Hoss stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's not got a thing for gingers. That, that's, that's why. But, um, but it's mad, isn't it, how, like, how we've got our, our communication methods these days are so unnatural yeah and i think it's really weird like you know with me and you spoke on the phone for the first time the other day mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden oh no you know mm. like, I, can, yep. I can put you know a what? tone i can put a tone to but do... what was different house was you uh, so april you you didn't type messages you just left a voice message now you yeah. you're either really lazy I, that's <laughs> or you just is. prefer to t- <laughs> I have, well, I always have a, a set of really long acrylic nails, so texting is really difficult, especially if you've got quite a lot to say. So it's just easier to send a voice note. And, and do you know what? I think that made it, it, you get a different reaction from sending that. Instantly, yeah. I can hear your voice and, and you hear the tone of how somebody's talking. And, mm. and you know, we, we talked about, you know, it's a digital age, the kids are being locked away at the moment so the only way that they can talk is via social media or text messaging you know is this another reason why you know i'm seeing you know at my door score more fights because you can't pick up people's tone on on a on a message and then things get taken out of context and i think think as well though mate is that 
everyone's a little bit on edge at the moment. No one knows what's going on. You know, those kids who are having problems, their their home life's probably tense at the moment. You know, yeah. m- money's not great for some people, and the jobs are up in the air, and not seeing family. You've got Christmas coming up. No one knows. It's right. I don't know what's going on. I asked April to marry me. She says yes, and now I found out she's got a boyfriend. <laughs> You've got a wife. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it harem or something when you've got multiple wives harem harem is the pants that i'm currently wearing <laughs> you are not wearing your harem pants of course I, I wear the most podcasts oh my word have you seen hossie's harem pants no so just to. just just so you can imagine it right the once oh many moons ago when it was not locked down me and danny um it was at hossie's house and he was wearing his harem pants and we pretty much put the entire contents of his living room inside his trousers <laughs> and he well, still had room so and he still had room for his daughter <laughs> <laughs> they are massive <laughs> I need some of these, I think. Yeah, they're comfy. Well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll make you a promise right, right here, right now. So, right. if Doncaster ever happens ever again, and you come to Doncaster, yeah. not only will I wear my harem pants, but I will bring you a pair of harem pants. Oh, as well. can we be matching? Uh, I'm not going to go that far. Gosh, you can wear them to the wedding. <laughs> oh, can I wear it to the divorce party as well? <laughs> we might as well just go straight to that. <laughs> to be honest, all I want is I don't know how I feel about the idea of marriage. I've always liked the idea of a wedding day, but then that doesn't seem so much fun anymore these days, is it? Limited guests and things. You don't want to get so. married now, do you? Not you know, in this current climate. You know, you know what? You know, I was thinking about this the other day. So at the moment, it's like 15 people can go to a wedding. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun because thinking about it, you're writing all your list out, who you want to come, list that and the other. There's a hundred people. There's probably only ten to twenty that you actually want there anyway. The rest of them you have to, you know what I mean. Thinking about it, well, I'll just be horrible. Oh, it's, it would be so hard. I was talking to somebody the other day who was, they actually was going to a, a funeral and he was saying that the organising the funeral was horrendous because you're only allowed 30 people and, and you get this side of the family who haven't spoken to this person for 40 years but their family going, we've got to come, we're a family and they're going, well, yeah, but, you know, my auntie saw this person every day and you're telling that she can't come and you can't, it's, it'd be an absolute logistical nightmare. Mm. I'd be just like, if you want to come, if you talk to Boris Johnson, I'm sure he'll give you an exemption. Failing <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, it's going to have to be a Zoom meeting, mate. I'm really sorry. <laughs> mate, I know we've gone quite, we're jumping around all a bit, but the one thing that I was going to say about, it wasn't the photograph, it was the, the, the word um, that you was a support worker mm-hmm. for... Cams, yeah, you it did get it cams. right. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Can, um, you, can you explain to me what that is? Because I, I'm no Scooby, no Scooby. So Cams is Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services. So I was um, support staff in a secure unit, um, a hospital, a locked hospital, um, caring for patients under section between the ages of twelve and eighteen. Wow, well, that must have been really, really challenging. 
very but at the same time I absolutely loved it I'll still be there now however um that unit closed um and there's not any other CAMS units close to me um unfortunately I have um so I've gone on to work with adults in various different settings acute settings and um learning disabilities and and things like that but CAMS is where my passion lies because I think I was so unwell myself in my teens I they're so relatable um and also um it it was always so fun as well and you really do build a rapport with your patients and um yeah it was just i mean it was challenging highly challenging at times but we also had a really good team of staff as well and it was all like one big family and did you find that you got a more positive reaction um because they know that you'd been through uh, issues yourself yeah and i mean you can't relate to someone unless you have to an extent there's that saying that i I, I don't understand what you're going through but the emotions attached to it i can't understand where you are but otherwise i mean there were some staff that would come in and unfortunately for them they they can't relate to to you know depression or anything like that but at the same time they they only know what they know about it through what they've learned and read in textbooks which isn't the same thing so yeah definitely um meant that I built uh, strong rapport with my patients on the basis that I did understand a little bit. I mean, I can't understand what you can't ever understand what someone's going through ever um, mm-hmm. completely unless you, you know, unless you are them. Um, so only they know, but you can support them better if you have a, a little bit of insight and, and compassion, um, I, empathy. I think I've got, going back to social media and just jumping it back in, um, it's great that we have the voice now that people can and people are you know there's a, a lot of people who are supporting mental health at the moment and who are yeah. pushing it forward and telling people they're not okay now we do mm. have to be we've got the idiots as well but i think they do help with the mix as well you know it's now kind of like if you walk into work and you're having a bad day and your boss looks at you and looks at you for you're all right and you just go yeah my head's having a wobble they get it yeah they yeah. They, they, they they starting to understand yeah. it now there is times though Hoss, where people are past that and they're they're just like yeah i'm fine and and then and they start to close up so they don't want to talk to that person as you know 100 percent. but socially it's becoming more acceptable and if you turn around to someone and say i'm all right just having a bit of a wobble yeah they they understand and they go right now is there anything i can do now just if can i can i just take five yeah. Because at I mean, a time, whereas, whereas five, the... ten years ago, if you'd have done that, you'd have asked me like, uh, "No, get back to work." Yeah, yeah. you would yeah. say. Yeah. But also that you know there was a time where it was so taboo. If you said anything along those lines, you'd been labelled crazy, um, yeah. uh, mad, you know. And but no, it's so much more widely recognised, talked about, and accepted now. Yeah. And that's how it should be. And so, yeah, um, so we're like. On a ra- random mm-hmm. offspin off of it, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy at the moment, and yeah. there's there's a young the young lad um, who's whose dad's black, but they all think he's Puerto Rican. What's his name? Um, oh. I, I, I only watched the first couple of episodes years ago, mate. Oh but... god, whatever his name is. So he actually he does some silly stuff, and he can't get out, and he, he tries to top himself. Um, and the club actually seem as a weak and untrustable person because he tried to do that because that's not what the done thing and mm-hmm. that, that's mad isn't it that that's re- realistically speaking before all this like 
social normalcy came out of it. That that was kind of like how it was that you were you were seen as like, well, you're a bit unhinged there, mate. Like, yeah. What, what's the crack with that? Um, there is, uh, yeah, and and do you know do you know? Well, my opinion, but I'm I'm absolutely certain that the real reason that we've started to talk about this and businesses have. And it's not because the businesses, a lot of businesses care about the people. It was costing them so much money. I mean, you look at the construction industry that I, that I mean, I mean, they was losing. People was ringing up and saying they're having a bad back, but they they wasn't. They were suffering oh. with mental illness. Yeah. Um, it was big companies that but they start understand this and then started to say, hey, we're losing a lot of people, you know, from time off work. Uh, who are suffering with mental health issues? We need to do something about this, and and that's the I think that's the real reason. You know, as, as, as horrible as it sounds, it's money that drove it. Um, but then it's been a brilliant thing because, you know, people are now. You know, I used to work for a massive construction company, and and you know, it was all about you know mental health and the you know I, I in my work now you know i encourage the guys on site and it is mainly men um we have got a few women working on site on the tools but it, it is a rarity um and, and and that makes it even harder because you know what guys are like around other guys they don't want to like you say seen as a weakness and um they don't want to open up and, and I'm really, really pushing at the moment, you know, toolbox talks where we, we go through stats, we, we we have a little chat. I'm open and honest with them about my, my problems that I've had in the past and, you know, locking stuff away for 28 years is not good for you and then you have a complete breakdown and once you start talking then they go, well, I, I felt like this and, and that's what we've got to encourage that yeah. open talking between, you know, uh, women as well, but guys are terrible for it. I aren't think they? men, yeah, because men of society say men have to sort of maintain this macho, um, you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, big boys don't cry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But no, it's so important. And that's why, you know, if you look at the suicide rates, um, as the you know the men the figures for men are a lot higher than women and I think that obviously is why but I yeah no you, what you're saying is really important it's so important for men and I think for men to talk to each other as well like you say because a lot of you also you know me too but they're just waiting for someone else to to raise it yeah incredible um with regards to work just want to go through a few things because you've covered a lot of different jobs over your time. Yeah. Um, we talked about your mental health support. Um, you've worked in schools. You've worked in Ann Summers. <laughs> yes, you have done your homework. <laughs> oh, you? don't mess about me. <laughs> when I'm choosing a bride, you go do your work. <laughs> no, I'll have I'm you joking. know, I was an award-winning dildo flogger. I was. Was so, you? Do you yeah. actually get like? Oh, do you right. actually get awards for? Um... Uh, yeah. Well, I worked in per- party plans, so can, I was. Can you just <laughs> confirm that that's what the certificate said? Award-winning dildo flogger. No, but oh. that's just in. <laughs> that's just to summarise. Gonna... Go on, carry on talking. I'm going to find something in a second. Okay, well, no, that was... What was I saying? Yeah, no, I worked in party plan, and because I was so successful um, with with it, um, <laughs> I sold a lot of dildos, um, I got multiple awards, actually. 
Wow. Yeah. Were they dildo shaped, the, the award? No, we had like, so we had badges and stuff, and I won prizes and things. One dinner with the the chair of um, Party Plan, um, like for my whole team, actually, dinners and Brilliant. drinks. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, what well, I found it, so uh, my lovely good friend, Self Love Live on Instagram, um god we're really veering away from reptiles ass, but i don't care um <laughs> she put a post up a couple of days ago and she put you guys know i am so passionate about looking after your mental health i swear orgasms help me so much more uh, and she was go. promoting uh mike's gone and uh Mike, Mike, and yeah Mike, she was saying that Mike uh, got, uh taken out by the uk government then you're back mike <laughs> Um, I did a go. You cut out a bit there, mate. Oh, they're trying to stop me. But anyway, it was <laughs> it was it was just promoting and just saying, you know, there's a lot about, a lot of stigma around, you know, um, uh, that type of thing, and there shouldn't be, you know, enjoy your body. It's all about sort of like enjoying your body, and yeah. um, and and she was promoting, uh, yeah, this new toy that was on the market that has obviously. Um, uh, touched the uh, the right parts and uh, <laughs> made her feel good about herself. <laughs> yeah. well, okay, oh so my word, we to... are really sort of like we're going to have to change the name of this podcast. I well, think we, what, I, I feel like one of the um, no, I feel like you know, like what was the four women on the TV and they used to just ch- chat about stuff. Loose women. Loose. I feel like I'm part of loose women. <laughs> well, okay, so we're at one hour twenty four, nearly twenty five minutes now. So we got to start wrapping up soon. I know to bring it, bring it back to reptiles, do you fancy some rapid-fire questions? No. Because <laughs> 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 if, you, you know, if you're going to quiz me on scientific names of reptiles... No, 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 this is, would you have a boa constrictor or a royal python, that oh, type of... Yeah, yeah, well, I can't choose between those two, can I? Okay. But, yeah, go for it. <laughs> right, okay, so money doesn't matter. Mike's going to pay for it and the enclosure. If you've got any reptile, what would it be? Oh, um... Oh, oh gosh, this is a toughie. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Pass. Because, <laughs> co- like, you know, when you're on countdown. Well, no, you don't know when you're on countdown unless you've been on countdown. But like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like because I'm against the clock, my mind's gone blank. Um, this is something I've not really given any thought to right, because. Okay. Second, you're I've... looking for the second question. Yeah, go for right. it. Is, is Die Hard a real Christmas film? No. <sighs> No, I hate it. I hate violence. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Bruce, it's Bruce Willis, isn't it? I saw him it on is, the te- yeah. I saw him on the telly last night, and I thought, oh, is this that bloody Die Hard film? That- <laughs> <laughs> Every Christmas, no. Right, third one: pineapple on pizza. Sometimes I have to be in the mood. Oh yeah, I like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I like I like I like a hot spicy pizza with pineapple on. Mm. Mm. Sweet and spicy. <laughs> I did get really upset once though because I did order a ham and mushroom and really fancied a ham and mushroom and they delivered me a ham and pineapple so I threw a strop. Ooh, but I'm not, I'm not always against right. the pineapple. Did you throw a strop just at yourself or did you ring them up and have a proper go? Right. I tried to call them but they were just closed. <laughs> Engaged. <Yeah. laughs> no, they were just can, closed. So I can I'm beat that for food, food, food <laughs> mistakes. I can beat this. Right, so I went. I went to an oh, Indian yes. restaurant with my mum, my dad, oh, no. and my ex. Right, the different one. You've got so many. And I ordered a chicken jalfrezo. Yeah. 
right yeah. everyone else's food come out mine was taking a bit of a while and i was thinking ah maybe it's gonna be extra special brings my food <laughs> over chicken korma no oh, no yeah. word of a lie i had korma tonight and it was delightful korma is nice if no, you want not, korma yeah, but not when you want a job crazy mate mm. yeah i can't do spice not really i love spice it just doesn't like me no okay, are you ready for more questions <laughs> two more yeah. questions right so if you go anywhere in the world on a holiday to see any animal in the flesh Oh, I'd go okay. on some kind of safari somewhere and see an elephant. Yes. In its natural habitat. But African or Asian elephant? Oh, good um, one, pass. Oh, I, I had I had kind of African safari in my mind, so I'll go for an African elephant. See, they're, they're the horrible, nasty ones, though, so you might die. They're not horrible, nasty. <laughs> they are horrible and nasty. The other ones. No, they're not. Look, you know what animals are like with me, mate, right? So if I'm going to take my chances, I'm going to take my chances with an Asian one over an African. <laughs> Why is Come. it? Give us your reasons. Well, because the, the African ones are fucking massive. Like, like, don't big. get me wrong, like, the Asian ones are pretty big, but the, the African bulls are huge. Yeah. Oh, I just, love, I just love me an elephant. And the fourth question is... Did you burp then? Huh? Did you just burp? Me? No, I didn't. <laughs> it like I, I am quite. I was worried I would because I am quite a burpy girl. But I thought no, that wasn't me. I would admit if it was. <laughs> mm. Right, I haven't got a fifth question, Mark. Have you got one? Um, you know we've known each other for quite a while now. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the the. Oh, one thing that we haven't spoke about, and we spoke about it off air, um, was, well, this is quite serious, actually. We spoke about sort of like mental health issues and um, you were saying about the reptile hobby that you think that, you know, you noticed a number of people that was probably on the spectrum of, of, of different things was yeah. involved in the, in the reptile hobby. Yeah. And... It was just, yeah, I mean, I mean, Hosh, you've always said, you know, you're on the spectrum of, of you know, we've, we've had guests on, haven't we, that have, that have struggled uh, or, or got yeah. a disorder and you're going, oh, my God, that is me. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm a lost cause. Um, I think reptile keeping in itself, it's a very kind of like, we, we sit here, we have our enclosure, we make it nice and pretty, we do all the nice things, we do all the research. It's a very antisocial or very it's a very non-virtual very very closed in yeah you know what i mean the people talk to on the internet about it they're not real people they're just on a machine and you know what i mean we're, we're here with the animals and it's so easy to hide away so if you've got mm. all these things going away it's such a good excuse oh sorry mate can't come out can't come around to see you now i've got to look after the reptiles i've got to do this it's a responsibility well, in fact, it's it is, but like it's not an excuse. We can still go right, but it's so easy to use it, and we do yeah. see it time after time. And and doing this podcast as well, and having a lot of more people, I suppose in our vision as well, Mark. You know, we have yeah. people drop into our inbox and people talking, and we we we, we watch the community as well. And so uh, many people in the community struggle, don't they? Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, it's one of the reasons why we we started to do this and to get talking and. To, 
is to have a community where everyone feels safe. You know, we've uh, we've had a lot of people come forward, and for every person that has come forward, I'm, I'm really proud of. Firstly, for the, of them, and um, you know, for for having the bollocks to do it, because I know personally it's not easy. But also for us as well, that we've you know, I'm proud of what we've done to to be able to to yeah. to, to do it. You know, because you know, it's 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 just cool. It, it's um yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can say that, you know, we re- we really have pushed sort of like mental health and tried to help people with mental health. You know, we have both struggled one way or another um, with mental health over the years, us, whether it be, you know, ourselves or, you know, it's affected us through family members or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so there's one thing we was absolutely passionate that we wanted to do. Um, but it is funny since we've been doing it, um, you know, how many people have come forward and, 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 you know, just going back to what you were saying, jade you know and and really the flip side of what you were saying Hoss, you know people using it as an excuse or is it somebody who doesn't want to go out going do you know what i don't want to go out but i can have something in my bedroom in my house that i can take care of have yeah. a passion for you know research it find out all this amazing stuff because they are absolutely incredible animals you know, and, and, and look at it like that from that side of thing. Well, animals in general are therapy, aren't they? And they are a distraction and they mm-hmm. are um, dependent on you. So, can, can um, I just physically state that the animals that I used to keep for the current ones were not for therapy and never <laughs> could be used for therapy ever? Mike <laughs> knows what I'm on about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. C- well, you c- know, you have to be respectful. Animals- lions aren't for therapy (laughs) (laughs) well when you have you know potentially dangerous animals if that's what you're referring to then you know you have to be pay them certain level of respect and and so it's a distraction isn't it caring for them yes and also you know taking your uh 14 foot um boa constrictor on the pub on the bus because it's your <laughs> you know support blanket is not good for the animal and no. will not it'll be in the papers giving it negative a load of negative ha, ha, breath however if you do do it it'll give us something next week for us to moan about so you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no i definitely do not do that but i will will quickly say um when i'm feeling really low um I, there's a sanctuary not far from me and i do volunteer work there at the wildlife sanctuary and it's so good for me when i'm feeling crap um yeah. and just to be around all the different animals and is someone yawning uh, so <laughs> when, when, what happens is and, and he, yawn. yeah it's Hoss and when Hoss <laughs> talks too much he bores himself and starts yawning uh, uh, that's the God's honest truth you would listen to all 99 episodes in, in pretty much everyone as soon as he starts talking he's like oh <laughs> but that was my point anyway yeah I find it so beneficial to be around all the animals animals are you know we, we I think we all prefer animals over people yeah. don't we oh, <laughs> we are horrible Humans are disgraceful oh, animals. God, I'm dying here. <laughs> uh, I promise you something personal. You may speak now. <laughs> right, on that note... Um... Just, uh, Hoss, just before you say... Um, I think that's really no. I think it's really important if people are struggling, and that might have been a really good uh, example of uh, an idea for them. Go and you know get in touch with your local conservation centre or or or, 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 oh, yeah, make or yourself wildlife it, yeah. trust or whatever, and go and help and volunteer. It could really really help you. 
it really does animals are therapy they're just wonderful definitely we love animals yes and um i would put some really interesting music in right now but for copyright reasons we can't do that (laughs) (laughs) so that is about it for this week on reptile and show i'm gonna literally take the cocktail sticks out from my eyelids so i can go to sleep because i'm exhausted um it's been it's been lovely it's been nice um thank you um i'm 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 starting to tolerate you mike i was was all right tonight weren't i you've done well um yeah you've You've both been lovely thank you no No, you've been a superstar um thank you for being honestly uh, and i mean this genuinely and i know i've messed about tonight and and you know i'll i am only a little bit in love with you um <laughs> and i'm not jealous about your boyfriend at all um <laughs> say hello but... to the wife <laughs> <laughs> uh, she knows what i'm like She's really good um but um on a serious note um thank you for coming on and talking about something so personal um you know it's an inspiration to a lot of people out there like you say men and women who are who are struggling um i think a lot of us struggle um some people may have been diagnosed some people aren't and and probably will never say anything but we've had messages come through saying that guest has really sort of like helped me uh and i, and I think 100 uh you will do that um to all our millions of listeners that we've got out there um so uh, no from the bottom of our hearts thank you very very much for coming on oh millions. thank you for millions. having me millions. <laughs> billions is it us i like them millions and billions mm. millions and billions um just a quick a, quick a quick shout out because uh april's been such a lovely guest uh is it your little company that you've got? Is it Moonlit Eden? Oh, yeah, it is. Do you want to give it a shout-out? Because you make some absolutely fantastic stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm Moonlit Eden on um, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, so I predominantly make... I started by making um, snakeskin things, actually. So using the shed skins from the snakes, um, setting it into resin and making jewellery and things like that. And now I do... Um, ashes pieces so I set people's loved ones um, into jewellery and things so yeah thank you you know, it's, uh, I looked through some of the pictures and it looks really, really nice. Thank so you, you might get a message off me, actually, saying, oh. uh, I've got to apologise to my wife after she's listened to this episode. Can you make her something <laughs> really nice? <laughs> or can you put my wife's ashes into this, please? <laughs> yeah. but, uh, by the way, I'm now single. <laughs> right, so that is about it for this week. On episode... Oh, God, I'm dead. That is about it for this week on Reptile and Show. My name is Hoss. The other bugger is Michael Phelps. Um, it's been wicked. Really enjoyed it. So if you do want to help support the podcast, then you can head over to our website, which is www.reptileandshill.com. Hoodies, t-shirts, hats. My hats is getting cold. Um, yeah. Social media is Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the handle of Reptile and Show. And also as well, and I, I always do this. I need to have it up ready. Um, our charity is Papyrus. Yeah. If you want to help support that, come on, load, load, load. Come on, quick, 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 quick. I'm. Just... Is that just giving page, mate? No, it's not the just giving page. It is. Da, 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 da. Right, so if you want to help so support mental health, then you can text the word papyrus one. That's P A P Y R U S one to seven double zero eight five, and that'll donate one pound to papyrus. Um, there's a lot of people struggling at the moment. Um. 
every, everyone's struggling to be completely honest this whole situation is awful um, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon so just be friends be friends be nice help each other keep an eye out for your friends and most importantly send me some fucking beer <sighs> oh, you swore at the listeners <laughs> You've Batman. both been really well behaved. It was because I've been a lady present, is that why? Oh, <laughs> we are always well behaved. Oh, I've heard I've heard a few of your podcasts. It's not always so tame, so <laughs> <laughs> right. on, on that note, are you good to sign off? Yeah. Absolutely. Um so with one last thing. Love you, bye. Oh, do I say that too? Yeah. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. Oh, she loves me, oh, she loves me. <clears throat> I'm getting the ring. I'm what's getting the ring. Song? What's that song? She loves me, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting sued now. Oh, God.